0: to another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org.
1: This is week two of Legacy. And if you haven't been here, you're going to be inspired by what can happen when people live for someone else. Let's go to the video. You're going to enjoy it. Are in week two of Legacy 2019. And if for some reason you missed last week, I strongly encourage you to jump online and see the initiatives and stories that we covered. Our annual offering, Legacy, seriously enables us to activate the vision that God has entrusted to every part of life. We take three Sundays every year to focus in on what we're doing in our communities, Throughout our country and beyond. In fact, every dollar that we contribute as individuals and as families helps achieve our mission statement, which is to impact and change this generation with the reality of Jesus. The truth is, when we personally make sacrifices, when we invest into something bigger than ourselves, we not only impact this generation, but we create echoes into the generations that follow. So if you're not already a part of the team, can I encourage you, seriously consider coming on board. We've got a God-sized vision, huge goals in front of us. And if we're hearing from God, then we will still need miracles in this next 18 months. In fact, by the end of 2020, I am with many others believing we are going to be debt-free In our Auckland campuses, we'll have money in the bank towards securing our own building in Melbourne. Not only that, but we'll be positioned with what God is already downloading up until 2025. Today, I wanted to highlight some more of the areas through our legacy giving we are able to achieve. And these range from some well-known initiatives right through to areas that we don't often hear about but still continue to make such significant impact. Like Little Groovers, which is held every Thursday morning at our North Campus. It's a music-based program for kids from our community, and it provides a great connection point for parents and a pathway to find out more about church. What began as a regional-based initiative, the Great Cookie Giveaway, has now escalated to an annual church-wide event Hundreds of volunteers now gathering to pack and to distribute thousands of cookies to teachers, emergency services, and community workers. We want those involved in our community at large to know that they are loved and appreciated. And due to the amount of interest shown, we are now looking at plans to extend this initiative also into Melbourne. Possibly not as sweet, but guaranteed to be more nutritious are our weekly meals served through one of our four soup kitchens. We are seeing communities come together and literally neighbors reconnecting. So many individuals and family are, through the soup kitchen, experiencing a real reprieve from the constant pressures of putting food on their table in tough times. The momentum of this community initiative is so great, but there is so much need. And that's why, in 2019, we're going to expand our soup kitchens into West Auckland. In addition to these weekly meals, and after the success of last year, I'm super happy to confirm that Soup Kitchen's Christmas dinner will return this year. And this is going to be held in conjunction with Christmas Box, Prezi Tree Initiatives, and we're believing that we as a church can be an incredible blessing to families during the month of Christmas which can so often be so stressful. Life Homes is an aspect of our community focus that often flies under the radar. The fact is, it's probably one of the most significant. We have 27 staff who take care of 22 intellectually disabled residents across five homes just north of Auckland. The demand from residents is so high that Life Homes are looking at two additional homes in this next season. Yeah, it's true, you and I, and every legacy partner is responsible in bringing value and security to each one of these amazing people. I think amongst the largest of our community initiatives that life is committed to is CAP, Christians Against Poverty. And through CAP, we are releasing people that feel trapped in debt and poverty Seeing families restored and so many of them making decisions for Christ is a result of the money management courses, the debt counseling, and the employment clubs that we are running. Our kingdom initiatives, Lifelink International and Reach, continue to grow, and life's influence through relationships across churches are profound. The development of LLI relationships are now resulting in numbers of churches joining us in our community and kingdom partnerships. One example being the two new Christmas box locations we have in churches in Australia. REACH continues to drive a nationwide connection through apostolic ministries. And it's become the platform that we've seen Open Heaven Auckland formed with thousands of people coming out for one night of prayer and worship. And I'm happy to announce that collectively, we've made a decision, it's gonna go right through major cities in New Zealand. And we're believing in Melbourne, it's gonna happen as well. A part of our kingdom focus is Life TV, a television program that now has been running since 2012. And each series filled with testimonies that cover every aspect of life, of faith, of trial, defeat, and victory. You know, I get the opportunity to share thoughts and through the investment that we're all making, we're able to reach people that normally would not come to church with the gospel. With a solid broadcast presence across multiple channels in New Zealand, Australia, Canada, and the Pacific Islands, the now focus is to extend it into the digital space. In fact, we launched our Life TV YouTube channel earlier this year, and more and more content is now being designed for an online viewer. Like I did last week, I want to update everyone as to where we're sitting in our approach to our 2020 target. We are believing to raise $45 so that we can pay off all of our Auckland campuses and be positioned to invest $20 million worth of community impact literally every year. And so far, the great news is we've already had pledged $25.34 million. And of that, $14.6 million has already come in. To help reach this goal, we are believing for 3,000 legacy partners. Two groups of people, 2,700 builders, we call them, and 300 Gideons. So far, we have 2,069 builders and 140 Gideons. I seriously am asking you to pray about whether you will partner with us. And if you would, there's an envelope in the seat in front of you. If you're online, you can, on our website, discover how you can make a difference And I'd encourage everybody to take that envelope and make a decision to join the team. Take some time to pray and ask God and then take it to the information desk after the service. In fact, all of the instructions are on the envelope. You know, I wanna thank you for watching this update of week two of Legacy. And again, thank you for everything that you're doing. There is so much that God is doing through our willingness and our yes. And together, we are creating a generational echo that will be filled for years to come. I think right across life, we should thank God for what He is doing in and through all of us. Let's stand to our feet. I want every campus and chapel, come on, let's stand to our feet. If Melbourne, why don't you stand to your feet? Great to have you connected here on Legacy Sunday week two. And uh, I'm stirred. I mean, I sit there being part of the videos, but I watch and I say, oh my gosh, God, you've entrusted other people's future to us. What an incredible thing. Well, I've got a great surprise today because we've got one of our great friends, global friends, Dr. Sam Chand. He's been with us for our financial leaders. Why don't you welcome him, life? Come on, as he comes to bring, give him a warm, warm welcome down south, up north in Melbourne, Chapel and here in central and online. We love you.
2: Please be seated. Wow, please be seated. Life Church. Everyone said life. I was sitting there watching the video, and what was going through my mind was you are living up to your name. You are a life giving, prevailing church. You are making a difference. And Life Church is not just a name, that is who you are. Can you thank God for what God is doing through through life? And and how many of you are just honored to have Pastor Paul and Pastor Marie as the leaders of this great church? We love you and thank God. Thank God for you. Thank God for you. There are certain things in life as you look back and you wonder what life would have been like if in my case, it would have been wonderful if somebody had come by and reminded me that I had destiny on my life. Because like most of us, we just kind of get up in the morning, do our thing, go to bed, get up in the morning, do our thing, go to bed, get up in the morning, do our thing, go to bed. And just life repeats itself like that. But once you understand that you are born with destiny... You wake up in the morning in a different way. You interact with people in a different way. Because today I want to remind you that I have destiny, you have destiny, and we have destiny. Everyone together. I have destiny, you have destiny, and we... Okay, get your fingers out there. This is the most exercise you're going to get all day. Yeah, here we go. One, two, three. I have destiny, you have destiny, and... One more time. One more time. One more time. One, two, three. We have. My mother went on to be with Jesus in 1982, but she saved all my report cards. Not a good thing, but she did. In my in my nursery class, in the comment section, the teacher says Sam talks too much, disruptive in class, does not pay attention. In my kindergarten, teacher says, Sam has started biting other children. <laughs> talks too much, is disruptive in class. My first grade teacher, her name was Miss Bonnie Face, a good British name, and she writes in my comment section Sam is disruptive, talks too much, talks too much. Guess how I make my living today? <laughs> Talking. They've been trying to keep me down from nursery, kindergarten. But when there is destiny on your life, doesn't matter what people say about you, doesn't matter who you are, there is destiny on my life. Because, get your fingers out there, here we go. Because, and we have destiny. Four quick things about destiny. Number one, we all make destiny decisions. I know right now you're watching me, north, south, Chapel online, wherever you're watching me and in this room, everybody needs to know we make destiny decisions. You see, every little decision is not a little decision. You look back over your life. I look back over my life. It was a destiny decision when I chose to immigrate to the United States from India at the age of 20. I did not know anybody over there. Second destiny decision was getting married in 1979. And I'm still married. To the same woman. <laughs> that's an important thing to say. <laughs> yeah, that was a destiny decision. How many of you married? You know that. And some of you are going like this. Like you are not sure this morning. <laughs> well, that's a destiny decision. A destiny decision for me was to... Leave where I was pastoring to go become a president of a university in Atlanta, USA. Another destiny decision was to leave that in 2003 to do what I do now. You see, we all make destiny decisions. And our decisions are consequential. Uh, there, there's a gentleman in the Old Testament by the name of Moses. And, and one day he needed he was leading the children of Israelites out of Egypt into the promised land. And one day, God... And him were talking and he needed some water and they didn't have any water. So God said, take your rod and hit the rock and water will come out of it. And he did that water came out of it. A few days later, they needed water again. And this time God said to him, don't hit the rock. Just speak to the rock. But that day Moses was ticked off at the Christians he was leading. Leading Christians can be tough. Let me say that again, just for the pastor's sake. (laughs) Leading Christians can be tough. Uh And he was ticked off that day. And instead of obeying God and speaking to the rock, he hit the rock. And immediately God said, that was a destiny decision. You cannot go into the promised land yourself. Now you got to get into Moses' head. Lord, I've been faithful for all these years. And you are going to just take that against me? I want you to know, you are making some destiny decisions about your life. You are making destiny decisions about your education. You are making destiny decisions about your health. You are making destiny decisions about your marriage. You are making destiny decisions about where you live. You're making destiny decisions as to where you go to church. You're making destiny decisions about legacy. You're making destiny decisions as to how you are going to be part of that entire journey We all making destiny decisions. Decisions. Nothing is frivolous. Nothing is just ah. That is just another decision. You keep putting the same food in your body day after day after day, and you'll have what I had a few years ago—a heart attack. We make destiny decisions. It's not it's not just what I'm eating. It is what does it do to me. Destiny decisions. Your coming this morning to church is a destiny decision. You may think that I'm just going to church, but you have no idea what the Lord has in place in your mind. And he's going to meet you at your point of need because a destiny decision. Yeah. The second thing you need to know about destiny is that destiny distractions. Right. <laughs> Ever gone shopping for this and end up coming home with something else? Uh, uh, my, 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 my wife and I, when we were in uh, college and she was chasing me, <laughs> <laughs> is it hard to believe or what? <laughs> uh, and we, you know, this is before text and everything like that. We used to write letters to each other, notes to each other. So we got boxes of those notes and, and we've got these, a section of the house where downstairs we had all these boxes. And One day we decided we're going to, let's find out what's in these boxes. We don't even know what's in them. So we picked up the first box and it was our letters to each other. So we started, sat down, started reading those letters and started fighting all over again. (laughs) Distractions. What's distracting you today? What's in the way? You were going to go there and then something happened and you took a detour. Because you see, life is full of distractions. And distractions can get you off your destiny and those, and those distractions don't have to be bad things, but just not your thing. And God can be speaking to you, but there can be other distractions going in your life. Oh, I got to do that. I got to go there. I got to be part of that. And all those distractions start taking us away from our real destiny because I have destiny and you have destiny and we have destiny. The third thing about destiny is God blesses us with destiny developers. Destiny developers. When we are born, the destiny developers are our parents. And then something happens to our parents by the time we turn 12 or 13. They're not that smart anymore. (laughs) They used to be amazing, but now, they just... And other people's, other friends' parents are cooler. That's where... Just for us to be alive today means our parents overcame homicidal tendencies. (laughs) And then as we get older, as we get older, our parents get smarter again. Uh, My my mother died in 1982. My dad died in 1991. And so often, Pastor Paul, I wish I could pick up the phone and, and say, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? Will you pray with me about this? I'm making a decision. Can you help me with that? And then God places not only parents, but pastors in our life. Have you ever wondered what a pastor does? When a pastor gets up here and teaches and preaches, it's not just to rant and rave and spit on the first row. (laughs) The purpose is so, so that we would be developed. That video that I just saw is not about what you just saw. It's to develop us to say, I want to be a part of that. I can go higher with that. It's a developmental process. If I knew that earlier in my life, I would have listened to my pastor a whole lot different. Because it was not a sermon. It was just a message. It was their purpose was to develop us more. But then there are developments that happen in life that come through tragic moments. Difficult times. A few years ago, my older daughter Rachel was pregnant with her second baby. Uh, We discovered through ultrasound that it was going to be a boy and they named him Jude. And so around our house, we started uh, singing the great hymn of the church written by the Beatles. (laughs) Hey, Jude. His bedroom was had Jude on the walls. I bought him uh, some clothes with Jude on it. It was time for her to give birth, and so we all went to the hospital. Rachel was wheeled back there. And then it took a little longer than we thought it would be, and the doctor came out and said to us, can we see the family? And he took us back into the conference room and said to us, We tried our best. We could not save Jude. To this day, we don't know what happened. All we know is Jude died in childbirth. Our grandson. Any grandparents in this room? Yeah, if I knew having grandkids was that much fun, I'd have them first. (laughs) We drove home that night. An empty baby car seat in the back. Went to the house. There were balloons that were hanging outside the house saying, welcome home, Jude. We took those down. Put those in his room and closed the door on the room. We were not just crying. We were heaving with grief. All that we had planned for was going to be gone. We didn't know that that was a destiny moment for us. So in my hometown in India, we started a school in his memory called Jude Rockwell Academy. Hundreds of kids come to a school. They're Hindus, Muslims, Sikhs, Jains, Parsis, Buddhists. And they get to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was a destiny developmental moment. Maybe you're sitting here today, north, south, online in chapel, and you've had some tragic things happen in your life. Don't let that define you, because God got a purpose in everything that happens. It may be heartbreaking, it may be traumatic in your life, but somebody needs to know God can take the ashes and a phoenix can rise out of that, because God had a plan and a purpose for our lives. Because I have destiny, and you have destiny, and we have destiny. And the fourth and final thing about destiny, it takes destiny determination. See, it is not desire, but determination that determines your destiny. I want to say that again. It's not desire. Rather, it is determination. Determination that determines your destiny. Pastor, Paul already has asserted on this platform, life is hard, life is tough. The person sitting next to you hasn't had it easy. The person sitting next to you is a miracle. The person sitting next to you has overcome so much of life just to be here today. And that's your story as well. Nothing is simple in life. But I just come by today and say to you, keep on, 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 Just taking the next step, next step, next step, next step, next step. Because you see, for you to walk into your destiny, it will take determination. In Jeremiah chapter 29, God comes to... Jeremiah, verse 1 says this. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 1. Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders, which were carried away captives, and to the priests, and to the prophets, and to all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. I wanna look at that verse just for a moment because that would make the background for where we are going with it. This is a verse in which God is saying to them, I understand where you're at. You are POWs, prisoners of war. You are slave. You used to live in Jerusalem but a king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar came and has carried you captive into Babylon. And he said, I know who you are. You are regular people. There are prophets among you. There are priests. So all the way from leaders to the common people. All of you are in captivity. And you are wondering, do you have destiny? You are wondering what happens now. Because you've given up on your destiny. Now you feel hopeless. You feel helpless. You wonder if you'll make it home alive. If you'll ever get back. With that background, let's go to verse 10 and 11. Verse 10. For thus says the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished in Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good work toward you in causing you to return to this place. Verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. But I want to focus on the last phrase. To give you an what? Expected end. Oh, I love that. Those two words. That when I was placed on this planet, incorporated in me was an expected end. Not my mama's expected end, not my daddy's expected end, not my grandparents expecting something of me. When I was born, God put inside of me what he thought was my expected end. Did you know you were born with destiny? When you were placed on this planet, you were not to be driftwood. You were not just to wander through life. You were born to make a difference in somebody's life. You were born with an expected end. Someone give you a fourth thing to do. I have destiny, that's one. You have destiny, that's two. We have destined as three and nothing can stop me. You ready? Get your fingers out. Get your fingers out. Here we go. Here we go. One, two, three. I have me. You have me. We have me. And nothing. One more time. I have me. You have me. We have And, nothing. and, and, nothing can stop me. Uh, I told you my mother saved All my report cards. My 10th grade, growing up in India, my 10th grade, I flunked my entire 10th grade. There were 13 subjects. Now, 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 average flunkies, (laughs) amateurs, who have never flunked before, may flunk one or two or three courses, subjects. But if you're going to flunk? Have some self-respect. I mean, if you're going to flunk, flunk with excellence. (laughs) I flunked all 13 of my subjects, all 13 of them. Uh, I didn't understand then why my folks were so upset with me. I understand it now, but in those days, like, I can do this again. 10th grade, failed my entire class. If you'd walked up to me and tapped on my shoulder and said, Sam, one day you're going to be a university president in the United States. And i ask you, what are you smoking? <laughs> or in King James Version, get thee behind me. But you see, when I was born, God placed an expected yeah. end in my life. Somebody, doesn't matter where you are in life today, need to know this is not it. This is not the end. God has an expected end in each one of our lives and it is up to us to cooperate with heaven and see that legacy be lived out through our lives because I have destiny, you have destiny, we have destiny and nothing. And One more time, I have destiny, you have destiny, we have destiny and nothing. Can you give God some praise in this place? Before I leave you, one of the things I want to do is to give each one of you who wants to this book. I'm not selling it. I know you're saying, what kind of Indian is he? (laughs) I understand that totally. And if you're one of my homies here, carry on. Carry on. Don't let me discourage you. So instead of shipping box loads of books to the United States, from the United States, I want to give this to you, if you can, there it is. Uh, So if you go to samchan.com slash nz, I almost said nz, nz, my media team has prepared that. Uh, The smart people are doing that right now. The lazy people taking pictures of it. I get that. (laughs) I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in church. I understand how it works. Yeah, the 11 o'clock will do better. So uh, you, will, you will pay shipping, which we have reduced to $9.99. Now, you know you can't ship anything from the U.S. here for that much money. But I just want to give this book away to you. It'll be just like this. Not going to be an electronic download. It's going to be a hard copy just like this. So before I take my seat and turn it back over to the most amazing pastor, we're going to do this three times. The first two, because I wanted to grill into you. So chapel, get your fingers ready. North, south, east, west, whatever stratosphere you're in. And online, we're going to do it three times. The first two are rehearsal. The third one's for real. You ready? Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. I have destiny. You have destiny. We have destiny. And nothing can stop. One more time. I have destiny, you have destiny, we have destiny and okay, one, two, three. I have destiny, you have destiny, we have destiny, and now we you
0: know, I think at the time I was only nineteen twenty. I found myself in a relationship with somebody that was hitting me and then I think I hit my lowest when I actually found out that I was actually pregnant Tom and I always remember I walked out of the doctor's office and you know mentally I knew probably knew I was pregnant but I didn't want to acknowledge it one week he came and picked me up I was seven and a half months pregnant and I don't know what the fight was over but actually, I found myself in his room being beaten. And actually, the good thing is, is his family actually intervened. I was at such an all-time low because I was pregnant. I didn't know what I was going to do with this baby. I didn't know what I was going to do with my own life because I wasn't even working or anything then either. It's not until I had somebody else to consider that I realised, no, I just can't keep doing this. That is where I got to a breaking point. I remember when I first came to church, and um, I'm just sitting here, and everybody's looking great, and like they've got their lives together, and I'm thinking, I am so messed up. Once I started just connecting with people and finding out that actually they do care about me, and opening up, I didn't feel like people were actually judging me, I just felt like people actually really just cared for me. When you see somebody change from the inside because they have had the courage to step out and share their story with someone else, then it's, it's amazing, it's, like, um, it's actually like a miracle.
1: It's always great to have friends around the table. And I've known Lily for so many years. But the truth is you grew up in what you would call a dominating environment. One of those environments where you were hit first and then afterwards you talked about it. And so that abuse had a profound impact on you. What was it that finally brought you to life?
0: I wasn't doing relationships well. I was in an unhealthy relationship myself and I was just coming to church to see who God is. Did he care about me? Why was I going through all of that? How do I find relationship with him? It's an
1: amazing thing, isn't it, that on our own we do end up in dark alleys and, and you tell how that you hit absolute rock bottom when you found out you were pregnant.
0: What happened? I just remember just walking around the streets thinking, what am I going to tell people? What am I going to tell my parents? What am I going to do now? I can't even look after myself, let alone this baby.
1: And yet, we know the lily of today, and you have lived on both sides of legacy. First, nowhere to go on your own and needed someone to create an environment, someone to present an answer. And now you've become a legacy builder, and you're passionate about it. Why is it so important to you, and why have you become a partner?
0: I'm now becoming the answer that I needed back then. I'm now being able to be an answer to people's pain, to people's needs, to people's questions.
1: And you really believe that?
0: I absolutely believe it. Everything that I do now is a response to what you've seen on Life TV. Everything that I do now is because of the fact that my testimony, has got to be more than just for me.
1: I think for all of us, it's an amazing thing when you stop long enough to think about, like you've done, Lily, to the fact of what happens on the other side of our investment. And every story that we get to share through Life TV is so precious, and all of them have an eternal echo. I am convinced that we will truly never see the impact that we're having on this side of eternity, and one person whose life has changed because of your story is Shelley. Why don't we take a moment and listen to her story?
3: From year dot, I think I worried, you know, I wasn't good enough or pretty enough. It influenced the men I chose and the life that I chose and got into some really awful relationships. I'd kick him out, and then things would be okay. You know, I was strong for a little while, and eventually I always had him back. I always hoped that things would be better. Well, it lasted for 20-odd years, and I just put up with things that weren't right, and I think subconsciously I felt I didn't deserve anything better. Had a friend, and she brought me to church the first time, and I was just like, "Wow, these people are so nice, and everyone was so nice, and yeah, I just thought this is what I want to be like." The life group I attend runs hot seat nights once a term and we have guest speakers and we actually show the person's story and then they sit on a chair and we ask some questions about it and this particular night Lily was the guest speaker so we watched her story on live TV and then she answered questions and it really touched me and afterwards I talked to Lily about my situation and I said to Lily he feels like home to me and she didn't fall over, or faint, she actually knew what I meant. I finally made the decision, this is it, I can't do this anymore. If I hadn't seen Lily's story and realised that I wasn't the only one in this, and I wasn't the only one that was going through this, I might still be in that same cycle. When you watch someone else's story, it's such a huge impact because you're in the same situation and you can see a way out. It gives us strength to think, hey, I can do that too. I could be that person.
1: I'm constantly amazed by how many people are going through exactly what we've been through. And seriously, it was your openness, Lily, that enabled Shelley to find the courage to deal and find a way to be free of unhealthy relationships. Today we've got a surprise because it's such an honor to have Shelly with us. And I'm going to ask Shelly if you'd come and join us right now. Great to have you here as part of Legacy. And uh, to have you coming in is such an honor for us. I mean, you share about the incredible impact that Lily's story had for you. What did it mean for you at that time?
3: When I watched Lily's story, it actually made me feel like there was some hope. It just showed me that other people could be so brave, and I could be brave too.
1: Because there are so many people today, aren't there, that feel isolated, feel alone. Uh, Where do I turn? What do I do? And so here you are, you turn on Life TV, and uh, what made you watch Life TV?
3: When you see life stories, and when I saw Lily's story, you you think you know people, like you see people in church and you think, wow, they're so perfect. And when you actually see their stories, you realise that they've been on a journey too and it opens your eyes to all different possibilities.
1: And it gives you something, like a a stepping stone to step up onto. And when you took that first step, what was the feeling inside?
3: I was scared. I was terrified. And... But I pushed through, and I still get vulnerable today, but I just stay strong.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think that's it. It's just that when you're feeling like you're the only one going through it, so when you see somebody else going through it, the pain is not just mine, that there is an answer, that there is hope. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is, because
3: you feel very lonely, very alone when you're in that situation. And family and friends often, they just don't understand why you stay, why why you're there. But somebody else that's been in the same situation knows, knows what you're going through. Life today is stress-free. It's happy. And a, a huge weight has been lifted
1: off my shoulders. And like you said, none of us are perfect.
3: That's right. But to
1: have that freedom that's alive on the inside is worth what?
3: Everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely everything. So (laughs) wonderful. Well, so great to have you here. And we're going to pray together because I just know there are so many people that don't have a place around the table. And legacy is simply that. We are investing to create an answer for others. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We thank you that you are the God of more, but you're also the God of the individual. We pray as a church that we will be continually moved to think about creating a seat for others that have no place to go to. We pray over Life TV and our investment, not just through Aotearoa, but internationally through Australia and further afield that God, many people will find the hope they're crying out for because people cared enough to believe, to see an answer take place. We honor you, Lord Jesus, in your great and mighty name. Amen. Can we give Jesus some praise? You know, I find it hard sometimes to seriously find the words to describe how every one of us can make such an incredible difference in hate aching hearts that are crying out, God, is there any hope for me? Are you really there? And do you know, legacy can for some just be that kind of event that happens in the middle of the year here at Life. For others, it's like, well, if I can fit it in, I'll, I'll be a part of it. For many now, it's like, no, I was born with this destiny that we heard about. This morning, I was born with a mark of God to live for so much more than me. My, love Lily's thought that I've become the answer that I needed. God's looking at you and he's looking at me and saying, destiny has these moments, these times where we're not driven by need, but we're driven by the heart that God has. I think in every equation, that means anything in life, there's the why and there's the what. And our prayer is over these couple of weeks and next week will be our final week at Legacy and whatever service we're in or we're online, it's like God saying, you see in the why there's people that are saying, would you help me? I, I think the reach of Life TV. <laughs> now over 100,000 people watching it every month, hearing stories like Lilies. Hearing stories like Shelley's, and we just go, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, but it takes something to get that on there. So, well, I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, I've been because of my incredible heritage. Been doing it my whole life. To go, I got destiny on me. We've got destiny on us. You've got destiny. And Lily being honest enough to say nothing can ultimately stop it. And today, I just, I want us to be a church over these moments, these destiny moments to stop and to consider the why and to consider the what. What what does God want me to do? What does God want us to do? You know, you look at figures. Let's put the first slide up there. It's kind of like when God tapped me on the shoulder and said, can you believe that You could see by the end, December 2020, 45 million raised. Could you believe that that could become a reality? It's like, well, how will we do that? And kind of just felt like God was saying, well, you could do it by having a whole lot of us become legacy builders. And then those that have financial ability to become a Gideon who are going to make huge sacrifices, going to carry the load of 15 million and the builders to carry the load, uh, sorry, 30 million and the builders to carry the load of 15 million. And maybe you're here today and you go, well, what does that mean for me? It's like, well, we're just asking you to go to God. But if you look at the second slide, it's if we were to have 2007 families, whether that's an individual couple or a whole family, go, hey, I, I want to be a builder. I want to be a part of it. And we were to be able to raise $5 million annually. Kind of you break it down. And if we as a church, apart from the Gideons, could raise $5 million, then we're well underway to seeing this miracle realized. And you go, yeah, but why why does it always have to be about money? It's not always about money. And it's not about money. It is and it's not. People say, well, it's about the why. It's not about the what. No, it's about the why. It's about the what. (laughs) Because if there is no what, we can't get live TV out there. If there is no what, we can't feed the hungry in the soup kitchens. If there is no what, there is no Christmas box. And so for most of us today, I'm just saying, would you consider becoming one of our builders? Become a legacy partner. And uh, I'd love it if you were to take this little card that's in the seat in front of you. It's just ways to give, but we've created one especially for Legacy Month. Just pick it up. It's in the seat in front of you. And if you were to open that up, you'd see there is a breakdown on how we could reach that 5 million with 2,700 of us. Families becoming builders. Believing for 300 Gideons, those will pay more, but we're just talking about the builders and you can see behind me how we could raise that five million this year. You know, I believe everybody that's committed to life can do something. All right, not allowed amen in Central, so I'm gonna try down South. Over in Melbourne, come on, up at North in the chapel this morning. It's kind of like, well, what could I do? I'd like you. It's in this card, it's in the, a legacy magazine if you haven't got one yet get one on the way out but just pray about what line should I be could I you know we're in a tight financial time maybe personally you are and it's like could I could I commit to five bucks a week you say well what difference would that make well that'll make a whole lot of difference there's 500 of us you know the enemy says you can't do anything so we don't do anything And as we heard Dr. Sam say, no, destiny's on you. As we've heard Lily say, there's somebody's crying out that we would take that moment to be able to do it. We're believing there's gonna be 800 families who are gonna say, no, we we could do $10 a week. Come on, we're gonna cut out KFC. There was a laugh down south on that one. (laughs) Come on, we're gonna drop our coffees by two. I mean, seriously. To walk away and go, well, I'm not gonna do anything. It's like destiny has a moment to go down and think no we could we could actually as a family do 20 a week or could we stretch to 50 could we could we really do something significant if we had 350 families doing 50 that's almost a million dollars a few of us as families maybe could do a whole lot more but I'm not here to tell you what we've never been a church that but this could be a pathway and I, and I just pray that you would take a moment to pray that through. And again, we have these giving envelopes which registers that you are gonna be one of the legacy partners. And you can hand that in today at one of the drop boxes. You could take it. they at each of the doors of every campus. You could online talk to the team there. You could take it to the information desk. But it basically says, this is what I'm giving at the start of my legacy year. This is what I'm gonna pledge over the rest of my legacy year and here's my total. And by doing that, you're saying, I, I'm in. I, I'm believing that we're going to have in excess of 3,000 legacy partners this year. Can you put your hands together and just say, we can do that. We can see God. We can see God take, come on the little or the much that we have, but collectively have an echo. <laughs> I think every time somebody said, you know what, God met me. And God helped me. God spoke to me. If you're talking to Shelly, it was because Lily spoke. Talk to those that come to the soup kitchens, it's like, wow, I feel valued. That's because somebody gave and somebody turned up to serve. And we want to be a part of a church that has every year $20 million going to make community impact. We're believing that God's gonna write everything that we owe off in Auckland. And together with Melbourne, we're gonna see a miracle of this community impact because I believe the church has a responsibility to let people know and to show that God cares. So I'm asking you to pray. And if you're ready to make that commitment, then think about it before you go. Take that envelope, fill it in. But next week is gonna be our Giving Sunday. And again, we're just gonna take a moment next week and just say, hey, we're in. We're gonna be part of it. And we're going to believe for the greatest miracle to take place that we've ever seen.
0: We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.